0: I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is a man with eight Olympic medals. He's a swim entrepreneur. He's living the good life. Everybody loves him. He's an ambassador for the world of swimming. Today, we're talking to Nathan Adrian. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? the 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 summer the, the post pandemic post olympic introduction to isl season three and it's chaotic and it is what it is but you know what there's always interesting stories happening swimming and we have you what you know what's been going on in your life
1: it's been it's been crazy uh it, it's been a wild ride ever since trials you know i i always i i don't, I don't know i mean i like you go into trials expecting and hoping to make the Olympics, of course. And then, you know, I guess, I guess six months ago, if you would have asked me, Hey, what do you, if you don't make the Olympics, what are you going to do? I probably would have answered like, I don't know, take a couple months off and enjoy it. Uh, but basically that was not at all what happened. Uh, I, I think I got back and within a couple of days I was, I was getting uh, pulled up here to uh, Will and I's uh, pool in our swim school and uh, just starting to get things, the ball, rolling up here with uh, with big, fun, exciting stuff. Um, we provided a lot of lessons this summer, kind of the traditional legacy business. We had a lot of sessions of lessons. That was, you know, two weeks providing four lessons a week. So a total of eight eight lessons. And then we're going to kind of roll that into the fall, uh, transition into a, a lesson a week type thing, just because obviously, you know, trying to come to a pool four times a week for busy families is, is reserved for... Um, swim families that, that know what they're getting into, not people with young children, just trying to learn how to swim.
0: Let's give our listeners some, some context on this. And it's i uh, I'll weigh in here as, as the older Olympian. I, I've seen a lot of athletes like yourself that have, you know, you know, you're very unique, but you have a lot of Olympic medals and you, 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 a lot of athletes don't necessarily transition in, in, and uh, into their adult life. And, um, you have, you did that early on, you made an investment, you made an investment back in the community and that that's really, you're an outlier in that sense. But it's, it's, I hope it's sort of a template and a, and a, and a path that a lot of your peers take, but just help everyone explain, and refresh their memory on what you did while you were, you know, while you're in the thick of racing.
1: Yeah, so uh, 2019, 2018, 2019 winter um, it was during the cancer issue. Um, basically, Will uh, had been looking around. So Will Copeland, uh, seventh at Olympic trials in 2016, 100 freestyle. Um, my training buddy, just good buddy overall. He was in my wedding, actually. Um, looking around and said, Hey, we look at this, there's an opportunity here. And I, you know, I jumped at it because certainly, you know, staying in the, staying in the world of swimming was something that I knew I wanted to do, but with something like, you know, investing and buying a a plot of land with a pool on it, you know, that's, that's not something that's ever going to come with perfect timing. So you just got to make it work, uh, make it happen. Had a lot of, had a lot of special help, um, along the way. Um, and here we are, uh, we're, you know, we we haven't had a full year of it just like of it just being us without you know something weird happening, whether it be like a transitional period or a COVID period. Uh we're we're really looking forward to 2022. Um and and kind of building out our programming here.
0: But you're you know, you're a graduate of Cal, uh got all these Olympic medals. And, but you, you know, you, you, you made a smart move, which was to invest in something that you, you know, you, you're beyond a PhD in swim. And, uh, and a lot of people don't do that. And a lot of people don't do that in, you know, in the middle of their career, but it's, uh, you, you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, we're not, we're not saying your career's over, but we're saying it's winding <laughs> down. and uh and and you made a transition i think that's interesting did you did you i I, curiosity did you talk to lenny kraselberg or tom dolan or that was
1: the next that was the next thing i was going to talk about so i i haven't spoken at length with tom but lenny uh certainly what year was it 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 was it must have been 2016 or maybe 2017 i remember reaching out to him and just being like hey man what's the deal with this like I know you you have a successful operation down there. Like, what's what's the deal? Like, what how do you do this? And basically, I mean, he told he talked a whole bunch because he's just a wealth of knowledge and, and very, very generous with his time. Uh, but the one thing that I remember it stuck out to me, and I still have my notes somewhere in my house, uh, was like, you have to find a really good partner in this. Like, you you cannot be there. Um, and that's one of the things, and that's one of the reasons why I felt so comfortable. Going in with Will is because he spent a full year uh, out in New York at Imagine Swim School, Uh, you know, one of the biggest and and most successful swim schools um, in in the nation. And he was he learned He, he spent time kind of rotating through all of the different functions to spending, you know. Working, but also also learning how to do it, and uh, and that was that was super awesome. And and you know, I remember even when we were talking about twenty nineteen, talking about buying this place, I, I called up uh, Lars and Casey and said, "Hey, what's the deal, man? Like, should I do this?" And they were like, "Hey, Will's going to be Will's the best partner you could possibly get." So I think really, uh, if anybody is trying to learn something from from my experience, it's that like the swim community is awesome. Uh, like, there are so many amazing resources uh, at your disposal because you were a swimmer, right. And, and like, they know that you're going to be hardworking. Uh, you have something special. You have share a love for the water. If you make it, you know, past a certain point in, in swimming, um, and, and people are willing to share with, with people, uh, like that. So that has been the most important thing that I think I've learned in this journey that they don't really teach you in school you're in a great market pedal is it uh petaluma california and when so when actually so <laughs> it's i i ac swim club uh i am currently in san rafael uh actually but petaluma is just just uh, a little bit up the road okay well it's 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 it, being in the right market matters because every when you
0: talk to peers and they say you should you should do this type of business um it's it's all about location and uh, it sounds like you found the perfect location. Is, is there some history behind this location? There certainly is.
1: <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, actually in 1959, uh, Ann Curtis, uh, a London, was it 1948 uh, London Olympics? Uh, she was a freestyler and she won two golds and a silver at that version of the Olympic games. Came back and 10 years later, uh, built this beautiful facility, uh, while she lived next door and the swim school and kind of country club arm of, of this business has been running ever since then. So we're in our 62nd year now.
0: So you've got good company. It's, uh, I I guess she could not pass
1: this on to anybody else unless they had Olympic gold in their history. Is that how it works? (laughs) I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm certainly glad that, uh, the family did choose us to, uh, to continue the legacy.
0: Well, I, I well, what I love about you is, is it, you have, you now have the full experience in swim. You've, you've experienced everything. You've got all the medals, you have all the glories. You're also now in the third place club and, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm in the third yeah, place club too. I got a third and it's, yeah. and, and, and it's a very unique experience. And I think, I, I think when I think it's very care it, it builds a lot of character and I can tell you that as a, as an as somebody who owns businesses, that third place is very applicable to to certain experiences that you have running a business because it's it's not always going to be gold or silver. It's going to be it's going to be third, and uh, and and that's uh, that's a unique thing. So you haven't taken a break; you jumped right in, and uh, I mean. I would expect you to take some time after after such a an emotional experience.
1: <laughs> Me too. I certainly did too. Uh, and, ah, man, uh, we do have a trip planned to Hawaii, but I think Hawaii just told everyone that uh, they don't want tourists anymore. Uh, so we're looking at contingency plans. We are fortunate to live. Uh, in in a beautiful state where, you know, even if it's even if it's rainy here, cold here, we can take a four or five hour drive down the coast and and still enjoy some sunshine and some beaches and stuff. Um, But yeah, that that is definitely going to be a good little break. Um, I do think once we transition to fall programming, it will be a little less of, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to get to the pool early so I can hammer out, you know, kind of day to day emails and then work on other stuff for the rest of the time. You know, leave right at five, get home around six, take the dog for a walk, feed Parker, bathe Parker, put Parker to bed. Maybe if we're lucky, watch an episode of Billions and then go to bed ourselves. It's a, it's been pretty pretty hectic. Uh, I I gotta you know be honest about that, and it's not going to be something that's sustainable for forever. But again. That's something you learn from swimming, you know, swimming triples and doing, you know, what you do uh, during maybe a a training trip. That's not sustainable forever. You got to kind of figure out when you you step on the gas, when you step on the brake. Um, And uh, I I really do. (laughs) I'm serious this time. (laughs) After after we start up our our fall programming next week, I I do think it's going to be a lot less hectic.
0: Well, this, this might be a clunky segue, but it's uh, you have all that swim experience. Is that going to continue or is, is, was, is this the final chapter for you?
1: I don't know. The answer, the, the, answer, I, I, I humans, like we always crave this like, uh, concrete answers to questions like that. And if I gave you a concrete yes or no, it, uh, you know, the only concrete thing that I know is that I don't know, um, and that I know I'm staying in shape. Uh, doing everything I know how to do to keep my shoulders in good shape because I'm, I'm sure I, I actually I don't want to I don't want to overstep my boundaries here. But is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it?
0: it it's the, so swimmers have this issue when they when they've been at the level that you're at <laughs> their the muscle atrophy. It's as if you've like stretched out your tendons and then your <laughs> muscles shrink and then they become like rubber bands and your yeah. shoulders get floaty. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so you're going to have to stay swole, swim, swam, swole, bud.
1: I'm trying, I'm trying my best. I just, I, you know, I swam 1200. I, I did, you know, four sets of 12 pull-ups and some, uh, some lunges today. So, you know, tomorrow we'll do some bench. I'm going to stay in shape. I'm going to stay in shape forever. Well, knock on wood, I'm (laughs) going to stay in shape forever as long as I can. Uh, but, Right now, definitely gonna stay in shape enough that I know that you know if, if that if that fire you know and it still burns in me, but if that fire comes roaring back, that competitive nature, that competitive drive, that I can you know hopefully hop in and within a couple of weeks get get you know to be pretty decent and able to able to you know compete with those guys uh, those guys training at Berkeley right now.
0: Well, let's talk about the summer and put this all into one bucket. It it it, se- it was a very emotional trials coming off a of pandemic. Um, it was you you had very dramatic everywhere. You know, every, you have an enormous, you, you have a lot of fans. <laughs> you seemed uh, in terms of sportsmanship and joy in your heart, you seem to really handle all of that. You seem to be joyful. You seem to be joyful all summer. You seem to be joyful when you're watching the Olympic, the Olympic games. Um, is, is that accurate or is, is there been a, a mourning process?
1: Ah, <sighs> That is definitely accurate, but there's also been a mourning process. You know, those aren't those aren't mutually exclusive. Um, you know, there are some times where I'm just like, man, I wish, like, I wish I was there, but I, I didn't earn it, uh, and, and that's that's the case, and that that's how it is. But I still am like, I'm fans of each and every one of those guys and those girls that that went out and represented Team USA, um, and, and it was it was really fun to experience the like the fan side of things, you know, uh, I, I was, I haven't been able to watch an Olympics from home since 2004. Uh, um, and to be able to experience that this year was, was awesome. I mean, I'm already looking forward to, to 24 when we have some fan, fans in there, we can hear some crowd noise. Um, I definitely think that was something that we, I, I missed it a lot. Um, and, and I feel like everyone else, everyone else missed it too. But, um, that doesn't take away from, you know, what the, the stories. That's what the Olympics is all about. And we all, we all know this, that it's, it's, it's about the stories and, and you know, kind of the, what people have gone through, not necessarily, you know, world records or times and, and, and this and that. But, man, a lot of people went through a lot of different things. And if you kind of dig deep, you you understand, like, what the sacrifices that were made to, to be on that podium.
0: Well, are, are you are you watching ISL? Uh, so I
1: think I think we missed I missed today. Right. Today was the first day um, and I, I did miss it. Yes. But uh, I, I got to figure out how to check the results. Omega timing didn't have them up quite yet. So uh, I am eagerly awaiting uh, when those results are posted and uh, I will definitely be following. I, I mean, I'm excited. Of course, I know a lot of a lot of people out there in um, Naples is a really I mean, it's it's, it's cool to be in Italy, uh, travel with your buddies and uh, and compete. You can see those results on SwimSwam. I'll just email them to you. Okay, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I got. I got to go to the source. What am I? What am I doing? Trying to go to the other site. Jeez. Well, I, it's come on, buddy. It's
0: like what? <laughs> so you. you the, the, let's let's bring it back to what's going on in your life right now because this is a. Um, it's an exciting time. I, I think that mm-hmm. you know, being creative, and, and running a business, particularly one where you have a connection to it, is a, it's it's a pretty cool thing. But it's. In in terms of uh, in terms of this of, of this experience and what you're doing right now, are you know are you on deck? Are you are you coaching?
1: Do you have you provided lessons? What am I? What am I? What am I not doing, Mel? I think uh, I, I interrupted our podcast so I could uh, sell a couple waters out the uh, out the front uh, window here. Uh, we are you know the, there is a labor shortage out there, and and we are experiencing that certainly. Uh, I have, t- I have popped in, taught lessons. I have been teaching our, uh, our junior otter swim team. Uh, it's actually really fun. Uh, I-, I think I take a lot of the things that I learned in swimming from such amazing coaches and being able to observe them and, and be on deck, uh, with them at the various international meets and just talk to them, um, and bring it into coaching like eight-year-olds or even like that transition period from like the top level of lessons. Cause there's just like you know, the, the tried and true method is just swim, swim, you're going to get better, you know, but there's just so much more to that. And and we're just kind of scratching the surface, tr- starting to understand kind of the nervous system and it's kind of, it's, it's role in, in human performance. And I think that's one of the things that really piques my interest. Um, So what can we do to kind of change, change their sensory, uh their sensations, perceptions in the pool, and then, you know, force them to create these motor patterns and then take <laughs> and make this, Gosh, sorry, I have a chip in my throat. Change those sensations and perceptions back to normal, and then have them swim again. Hey, what does this do? Maybe it's just a big, big waste of time, but also maybe it teaches them. Maybe it, maybe it, like firm, makes those motor motor patterns stronger that they're generating in their brain. Um, that's, that's some kind of fun, like jaunty Skinner stuff. I, I nerd out and, and watch your guys' podcast with, uh, with him on. Um, and I, I totally believe it. I, I totally believe that there's just this massive component to, um, to swimming and doing race pace stuff. That's not just this physiological, you know, ni- 1990s, 2000s, um, aspect of, oh, Hey, we're generating lactate. Now we're, you know, now we're buffering it. We're using it as energy type thing. That's not, that's not the key to pre- that. That's obviously a massive part of. Performance, but there is more to that, and, and I think the nervous system is, is kind of the direction that everyone's going with that.
0: It makes me wonder: is our sprinters better at this than distance swimmers? Are, are so <laughs> sensitive to it? I'm a little uh, jealous. I think the answer might be yes.
1: I I don't know. I, I think honestly, I, what I will say is that there are a lot of people uh, that have equal to my or greater than my work ethic and ability to drag themselves out of bed and swim 10k or something like that. Uh, But because I was a sensitive sprinter, who got really upset if I couldn't hit pace, and I would force myself, I would say, Hey, Dave, I a you know, I need a day off, I need I'm going 1k easy today. Uh, There's just no way I can go, you know, 24 lows from a push uh, long course. Uh, And I wasn't okay with that. And I think that that did help kind of teach me Uh, to understand this. And I probably did that maybe one or too many times. There's no reason to be able to go that fast at the very beginning of the season, but it doesn't mean I didn't want to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that topic, you, you were not someone who always, you, you, you did honest work.
1: Oh yeah. Listen, I mean, I, we, we had our fair share of hundred K weeks. I I swam for Jay Benner as a kid. He was, I think he swam at Mission Viejo with, uh, with Schubert back in the day. He attempted. I think he attempted like a seventy-mile swim or something absolutely absurd one time. Uh, and and we would do like we would come in, swim morning practice, see Jay get in the water and start to swim, go home for like five hours, and then come back and Jay would be finishing up his workout. Uh, he was like one of those ultra-marathon guys. So uh, certainly, you know, that instilled a work ethic uh, and, and a, a, a tolerance for for some volume. Uh, that I really wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. For
0: everybody listening, this is going to um, all the information that you want on this topic and what's happening with Nathan is going to be on SwimSwam. We're going to be running it. This podcast is going to come out. We're, we're coming out a little bit after that. But it's uh, you know my big question for you is you know what is what does this mean? Are you are you driving signups in your market? Uh, what is it? Is this going to grow into something else? What's in store?
1: What's in store for for the swim club? Yes. All right. So we are I mean, the the cats are going to be out of the bag, I think. Uh, So we're taking over the West Side Aqueducts. Uh, That is a USA swimming team up in uh, Petaluma. And uh, that, you know, that's that's a it's not that long of a story. Basically, they their coach was ready to not spend as much time coaching and spend a little bit more time grandmaing um and they were you know looking around uh you know for either head coaches or options or whatever and and they reached out to Will and I said said hey are you guys interested in in taking over uh the operations of of this program and <laughs> just like the swim school where it wasn't perfect timing we were like this is not an opportunity that that we can pass up on um this is this you know they have a great culture uh, they have a lot of water space, uh, which is, which is key to, uh, having a, a, a good team these days. Um, and we ultimately said, yes, uh, I, I, I had a great head coach prospect in mind that I, you know, had my fingers crossed that he was going to say yes to us, uh, right away. Uh, and that his name is John Hyatt. He, uh, swam with me up in Washington, Went to Auburn for a couple years and then went to Michigan for a couple years. So I think he has swam under David Marsh, uh, Richard Quick, Brett Hawk, Mike Bottom, and John Urbanchik. Uh So uh, beat that! <laughs> you know that's that's uh, some pretty extraordinary uh, coaching to to watch and you know reflect on and and be able to you know draw from as, as resources um and so also when when they approached us will and i always knew that hey you know long term that's always what we were planning on doing we would end up having a usa swimming team at some point like how are we how are we not going to um i think if you would have asked us back then what, like how are you going to get there we would have said hey we have lessons uh, we have kids that are interested in joining swim team and we're gonna start we're gonna start small. We're gonna have a team of eight-year-olds and then the next year we're gonna have a team of nine year-olds the next year we're gonna have a team of 10 year olds like, like like that's a swimming mentality right this is a, this is a long game and in 10 years we're gonna have some 17 18 year olds that are you know hopefully excited about swimming. Uh, hopefully they are gonna you know get recruited to swim in college and, and share the passion and, and love for the sport that we do. but again you know this opportunity came up. And uh, and and we couldn't couldn't resist. So it's it's really not that far from uh, from our pool. It's about uh, 30 minutes just up the road. And uh, I think there's just a a lot of symbiosis that can go uh, on between what we're doing down here and our our lesson programming um, and teaching kids how to swim. And then, you know, depending on where they're located, if they want to join our little team here or go to the big pool up in Petaluma, uh, they can do that, too you just taking over the entire market there. And I've seen all the pictures. That's not, that no, 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 <laughs> I no. Mean, hey, listen, this that's, that's really not our mentality. And I, I, I actually want to, I want to make that super clear. Uh, there, there's a lot of great swim teams around here. Uh, a lot of great people involved with those swim teams. Uh, we are, you know, that's, that's not our, our, our passion is spreading, this the word about swimming and and the sport of swimming, what it can do for you, what it has done for Will and I in our lives, um, what it has taught countless other people, um, and and that those lessons can be taught at other programs, you know, no no doubt. But we we do have a lot in, invested in this in in terms of like we want to put a quality product out there, you know, like that's why that's one of the reasons why like you know when I when I hired. John, it, it, the most important resource when I was kind of just doing some background research, and of course, he's, you know, he's a buddy, I, I swam with him before I, I know who he is. But the most important thing, when when we were, you know, making these decisions wasn't Oh, hey, he coached x number of Olympic trials qualifiers, he coached x number of uh, national age group record holders. It was when I called former swimmers parents, and they were like, Oh, my gosh, he was the best influence on my daughter, uh, you know, in, in her young adult life. And I was like, that's it. You know, that, that is the key right there. Right. And, and, um, that, that is so important in, uh, in this entire thing. Uh, I I think that I was lucky have a lot of coaches that I look up to, uh, they, they were great mentors to me. They set amazing examples. Dave Durden as another example. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Like the guy somehow manages to fit 30 hours into a 24-hour day. Uh, he, he was the head Olympic coach for two years. Or for, you know, he he had a lot more on his plate than a normal Olympic coach because the that delay. He was coaching national championship uh, winning teams. He was coaching postgrads. Uh, all the while I see pictures of him uh, swimming on a parent relay at his uh, at his son's and, and his daughter's uh, swim meet, you know. The and that's the, yeah, yeah, the summer
0: wait, league. Wait there. Just just as an aside, that summer league is nuts.
1: It is. It is. It's. It's maybe might have more intense fans there than the Olympics. I've
0: I've heard. I've I've never <laughs> been to the summer league league meet. I've never, but I've been, I've heard about it for so many years. Uh, yeah so he, here's the thing he didn't have much of a choice he had to be on that relay
1: yes yeah yeah <laughs> no you're right you're right
0: he had to do it or his wife would be like
1: he well yeah well they can't leave they can't leave a you know a, a ringer like that on the bench that you know what if they lost
0: well I'm, I'm happy for you you seem you, you seem really happy and it seems like you've got you've hit the ground running and, uh, you know, it's, it's what, what's funny is like you know, what are we're going to, am I going to see you a generation from now or sooner on the pool deck at trials? The trials will be somewhere in some bigger market.
1: I hope so. Yeah, man. So listen, I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, to go, to go back on the, uh, the, the aqueducts, I, I, I would be remiss not to mention, um, you know, the head coach and, and the board, uh, certainly the existing, the existing board, they have been, they entrusted us with a very serious thing and, and we take that responsibility uh seriously. Uh, and and the existing coaches, we're really excited to work with them. You know, one of the things actually looking at looking at the team that that is unique and, and cool is, is that I think all of the coaches were former swimmers of the head coach, you know, and, and that means that she's doing something right because she again, she's instilling that passion uh for swimming and for the water and, and for spreading that message uh in, in those who she's working with. Um, but I guess to get back to your, to get back to your question, um, I hope so, (laughs) you know, um, I, I, I I have made a commitment definitely. And I don't know where it is, but, um, I do love the idea of Olympic trials being in Indianapolis because my grandfather and a lot of my extended family lives out there. Uh, so I I don't know what the qualifying period is for that and, and, and whatnot, but if if that means that I, I really got to make a you know, if if this if that was if if Olympic Trials was my last true true meet, which I, again I still don't know, I'll, uh, I'll I'll find a way to go a twenty three low or something in the fifty, so I can so I can get a nice little uh, deck pass at, at Olympic Trials.
0: That really wasn't my question. My what I mean, when I, when I when I'm trying to drill down on is is it, it going to be, you know, a kid that you've helped you taught to swim or a kid that you? Has, oh, has
1: dude, yes, I would. L- oh, hey, listen, let's let's talk about a little history here. Two Olympians have learned how to swim at this very pool: uh, Rick Demont and Ben Wildman toberner How cool is wow. that? Sir, cool. <laughs> um, cool yeah, people. very good company. So that's not, that's the type of thing that we definitely want to continue. Um, it, you know that that's not that's not our kind of indicator of success, though. I I, I would want to stress that. Um, you know, there's there's nothing worse than putting that onto an athlete. Um, you know, it, it should be something that they want. It should be something that the coach fosters and does their best to a- allow the athlete to discover for themselves. But if it's something like, Hey, you could be something you got to work harder or like go faster on the next interval. It's like, that's, that's not what we're going for here.
0: I like that. <laughs> No, no, it's it, it sounds like character matters and all the good yes. things that we learn from swimming that make our lives better. Uh, another peer of ours told me uh years ago, he said, you're you're gonna care a lot less about the colors of your metal as you get older. And I and I looked at him and I love him. His name's John Ebra. I basically told him he was a lot <laughs> But it turned out to be true. It does. Yep. You know, your the those those metals in your sock drawer end up mattering less and less and less, and your friendships matter a whole lot more. It's uh, so. What's going to happen in the near future? Anything? Any? You got a vacation coming up?
1: Uh, you, you, you know, Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, vacation coming up. Um, <laughs> that I think I think that's the most exciting thing. I mean, I, I have also I have so much exciting stuff going on at home because I have a six month old man. Uh, it's like every day, and we're in this we're in this really cool, exciting time of, of her life and her development. Um, she's scooting backwards, so and I think the time period from initial scooting backwards, correct me if I'm wrong, to actually crawling it is it, it's not short, but you know she gets a little better at scooting every time. Um, she's eating now, which is always super fun. She hates blackberries. She loves uh, she loves sweet potatoes. She loves broccoli. Um, Yeah. And that, that is just, I mean, that's the best, that's the best part of of my days is is waking up and, uh, and seeing her and then, and then seeing her again when I, when I come home again.
0: You've been listening to the swim swim podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take swim swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.